You already know that Illegal Pete's makes delicious, mission-style Mexican food. But did you know that Illegal Pete's uses its marketing funds to support Colorado creative talent that we love? We support the Denver Diatribe Podcast, the Grolix Comedy Showcase, Rocky Mountain Roller Girls, the Yellow Designs BMX Stunt Team, Apex Movement Parkour Team, the Underground Music Showcase, and more. We even have our own record label, The Greater Than Collective, with albums by The Epilogues, Snake Rattle Rattlesnake, Esme Patterson, Ian Cook, and comedian Ben Roy, and a starving artist program that feeds out-of-town bands traveling in Colorado for free. Illegal Pete's. We're more than just a restaurant. So, let us put our food... And music... And comedy... And sports... Inside you. Please. Please. Denver, Denver, I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from Denver, 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 I'm Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado. The rudest city between Climax and Dick. They're, they're actually <laughs> technically both north of here, but they're real cities in Colorado. A Dick? Dick. The town of Dick? Dick. Is it D-I-C-K? It, D-I-C-K. It, it's, in, it's in Weld County. Well, oh, appropriately. How appropriate for the asshole episode, too. <laughs> hey, I'm Ron Doyle. Joining me today at the Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower is co-host Vanessa Martinez. Hello, Vanessa. Good morning, Ron. And also joining us is Jared Jakang Mayer. Hello, Jared. Hey, Ron. Happy New Year's, everybody. How, how, how are you guys doing? How's 2013 shaping it's up? It's cold. Right? Freezing. So cold. So cold. We walked here in the morning in my... On the 16th Street Mall, my hands are about to freeze off. I yeah, know. the the sun God, the sun was like completely blinding me, hurting my face, and then and then the cold was like ruining my hands. A very Colorado front range winter day. I <laughs> guess, <laughs> it was it was sunny but just freezing, freezing. Yeah, I, I'm happy. It's it's a good year. I've been on vacation, so I was actually sort of dreading this podcast, having to come back, get back in the grind. Oh, represent. Feel a little rusty. Feel, I'm feeling a little rusty. Yeah, a little rusty. But you know what? Let's let's get on to it. This week, we rank the stank. <laughs> we rank the stank, folks. We are going to name our, our 2012 Asshole of the Year. Uh, this is the second time we've done this in the past. I want to give a quick disclaimer right here at the beginning that none of our sponsors, including Illegal Pete's or uh, BlueChannel.com, are endorsing anything we say today <laughs> in the slightest way. Uh, they had nothing to do with this. This is strictly our opinion. Actually, it's almost not even our opinion. Uh, this is the opinion of us and our listeners, and we're doing this mostly as a fun thing. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we're, gonna, we're just going to get going to it. We, we sent out, over the last month, we have sent out folks, uh, sent out requests to folks to give us nominations for Asshole of the Year uh, for 2012. We have asked folks to tell us why they think these individuals should be named. And then we also, as a group, we sort of threw out a bunch of different names as well and tried to find individuals who personify assholeness. It's always been a well, little yeah, bit this, difficult okay, to, this, we to define probably, this. We need to get this out of the way real quick at the front. What For, for each of you, Vanessa, we'll start with you. Vanessa, what defines an asshole Oh, I was thinking about this. There's so many, there's so many uh, uh, things that I, I, I want to say here, but they all end up kind of um, uh, canceling each other out in the end because I'm going to end up uh, going against what I say. But I think asshole uh, needs to be somebody who not only is, is just ex- expressing a jerky kind of thing, but who does something that actually harms somebody with intent. So whether it's physical, emotional, psychological, financial, uh, it, it takes a level of, of intellect to actually do it, as opposed to uh, what I would consider a douchebag who can do something similar but is really kind of stupid and does it uh, stupidly. Right. Uh, so I think that's what, I, yeah. I'm, what I'm looking for to gauge is somebody who has a, a little bit of creativity in their yeah. assholishness. Yeah. A little bit of you, smart. You can't just be like a standard asshole. You have to go above and beyond. And the way yes. I think about it is a little bit the way that Time Magazine approaches their person of the year. Yes. Uh, and it's usually, you know, they're not endorsing this as the best person, but they're saying, well, this is, a, this is an individual who's had the most impact in some way on the world. Well, the asshole of the year is a, is a person or a group or a thing that has had the, the greatest negative asshole impact on the city of Denver in Colorado. 
And so there's that angle too, but then I also think that we can look at the, the minute aspects of how they approach things. And like you said, an asshole is someone who does things with um, sort of disregard for others. Um, they don't really care necessarily that they're being an asshole or just out of sheer ignorance. Um, ignorance of your assholeness is no excuse. So even if you uh, oh, so don't you, even you know. Do, you do not uh, forgive those who are unaware of what they do. I, I do not. I <laughs> okay. do not. Well, at least with some of these nominations, and I think we can de- debate the finer points of their, of their wholeness. I'm absolutely certain that this specific debate about what defines an asshole will come back, come back at the end. So let's get right to – let's name some of the lesser nominees. I'm going to be calling out a couple names of folks that were nominated by our listeners, uh, and I'm going to be just very quickly naming these. These are our lesser nominees. They didn't make it to the finalist lists. Are, these, are have, these our butt plugs? Are we plugging? Uh, well, yeah, right. These these are sort of our these these are little butt plugs. Yeah. These are our little butt plugs for these individuals who did something assholeish in 2012. Like an anal bead. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're good. the beads on the anal chain on the anal bead chain. Perfect. <laughs> See, folks, when you saw the little explicit thing on the iTunes, <laughs> that was real. <laughs> this right. is going to be great. Okay, first up uh, from one of our longtime listeners, uh, Bruce, uh, he nominated Governor Hickenlooper for, for kowtowing to uh, oil and gas companies this year. Uh, so that's a fine example of him doing something that was assholeish, uh, him switching and patronizing this particular group that uh, other people are not fond of. The Waldo Canyon Fire. Just it, going with this whole time loves to put these ideas on as person of the year. We have an entire fire. A fire can be an <laughs> asshole, apparently. It burns. <laughs> it does. Yes. Well, there's uh, a Waldo Canyon fire, but just all... all the yeah, fires. what about yeah, the, the Hyde Park fire? That, okay, uh, that sure. was, I, the, the Hyde Park fire was an asshole, too. By yeah. Jove, also. Uh, <laughs> Brianna Ostenborg, this attention-starved woman, who uh, she, earlier this year she created a fundraiser for a fictional kid with leukemia, uh, which is, I mean, it's thoroughly an asshole-ish thing to do. This, this is sort of borders in the, into that realm of I don't think she really realized what she was doing was an asshole-ish thing. She was just looking for attention, which is kind of twisted. Uh, and then uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning for callously tossing aside our precious little Timmy Tebow. I, I, I applaud them for that. Okay, well, good, great. So, so sometimes you like assholes. Sometimes the asshole and you, is great. Somebody's and, asshole could be my hero. Yeah, and consider and Peyton Manning, uh, one could, and as well as John Elway, you could argue that they they're assholes for separate reasons. Just their sort of personality, their their approach to life, and the way they treat other people. But uh, I don't who, think there's who nominated any... who nominated uh, Elway Manning. Uh, we had we had a listener nominate John Elway. Uh, for tossing aside, and then we, and then uh, South Stands, our our sister podcast, uh, they they said uh, that our sister a podcast, sister. <laughs> uh, they they said that we should we should nominate Peyton Manning, but that would be a very Westwardy thing to do, hmm. uh, to nominate him. I would actually nominate Peyton Manning because Homeboy gets paid fifty five thousand dollars a year, uh, fi- no 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 fifty five thousand dollars a day, three hundred sixty five days a year, whether he works or not. And uh, I just don't think that's fair for him to even say yes. Is he the asshole? Oh, for him to say yes. You think he should say for no? Him to don't say, pay he me that. He should say much. that's too much money. That's ridiculous. Or at least he should be signing one of those like billionaire packs to uh, give, give away. away a significant portion of his money. Well, he's so. opening some pizza joints. Yeah, that's, that's not making <laughs> less money. All right, Vanessa, you're next. Let's let's hear your lesser nominees. Okay, uh, my lesser nominees. I believe I nominated all of them. Uh, the first one is the Onion newspaper for. Uh, first of all, discontinuing their local uh, Denver Boulder AV club, and second of all, uh, um, refusing to archive the stories that came of the AV club. So piggybacking on that, we would also piggyback the Denver Post because they they're sort of responsible for maintaining that Absolutely. archive and and them cutting the AV club. That's their right. that's an asshole move. But that's it was the it was the Onion's fault in the beginning for even bringing the Denver Post into this into this mix from right. from the start. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, my second is CU's uh, pot brownie pranksters. Two students, CU students, who uh, baked a, a batch of pot brownies for 
an entire class and put three people in the hospital. <laughs> oh, uh, this happens to be, of course, the year that we are, um, we're supposed to be really responsible with our weed. We've, we just legalized marijuana and these kind of people. We are can not. handle it, guys. We, yeah. we got it. We, we can bake lots of pop brownies and make people really sick. They sent three people to the hospital. Wild. Um, my third nomination is actually, uh, at first I, was, I, I said Cory Gardner, but I'm swapping him for uh, Interior Secretary Ken Salazar, our former mm-hmm. senator mm-hmm. for threatening to punch a reporter in the face for asking questions about the BLM's wild horse program. Uh, this up. reporter also happens to be a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, and uh, I've, I read his package for High Country News. It's fantastic, and he's writing a book about what the wild horse program right now. You know, you think about it, bolo ties do kind of look like anal beads. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's kinky. All right, wow. moving on. Sorry. I have some of those. I think. Mm. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait. Well, all right. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and our, my last is uh, uh, Colorado Republican Senator Greg Brophy, who, in response to uh, Rush Limbaugh calling Sandra Fluke a slut earlier this year, you remember Sandra Fluke, who stood up for uh, Planned Parenthood and, yep. and uh, you know, made national news because of Rush Limbaugh's. Um, her, uh, slut designation uh in response greg brophy tweeted i'm not going to get this exactly right but something to the effect of uh miss fluke i don't want to pay for your birth control your spring break or your uh booze ask your dad for that uh thereby conflating uh birth control with spring break and alcohol so that was a pretty dick thing to say yeah yeah Um, on twitter on twitter we're not we're not talking about said this in a private meeting right we're talking about out in the public eye. Yeah. All right. So those are mine. All right, Jared. Okay. Let's, let's, let's hear the list, Jared. So first up, we have Tom Martino. Oh, shocking that you're nominating him. The troubleshooter. <laughs> Nationally syndicated radio host, uh, fake consumer advocate. <laughs> Has uh, you know, has been around Denver media for a long time, and he's, his assholeness is just legendary. He's been around you. He's been around. He's you. been around me. I've written about his antics um, and his shady side business deals in the past, and his mo is usually to just anyone who criticizes him to go after them uh, and attack them, and that's one of the asshole moves that he was pulling this year, where a former friend, one a guy who used to call into his radio station a lot. Uh, sued him in this spring, filed a lawsuit against Martino, um, saying that Martino was harassing him with phone calls and sending him mean uh, letters and emails. And uh, this had to do with a business deal that went awry. Martino filed bankruptcy in 2011 for some, uh, you know, for having default on all kinds of uh, real estate debt. But uh, you'd really have to follow the saga in Westward where Michael Roberts has been interviewing Martino and following this lawsuit, which was recently dismissed. But in classic form, uh, Martino uh, attacked this guy by the name of Sheldon Chrysler, calling him a waste of skin and a piece of shit and, um, you know, going after everyone who, who dare write about any negative words. So Tom Martino. And this is – Tom Martino was on last year's list as well. Yep, he was on last year's list, and he'll be on next year's list. <laughs> he never fails. I, I believe uh, we're giving the repeats, right? Gaping hole designation? The, ga- the gaping hole, yes, if they win twice. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you win back-to-back. Okay. okay. Which sounds yeah. like its own special designation, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. This is fun. I like, the, I like all the double entendres that's going it's on a, here. It's just an endless spring of <laughs> puns that spring. we can use. Uh, Michael Brown. <laughs> Brownie, this is the guy who uh, was appointed the director of FEMA by George W. Bush and uh, classically fucked up the emergency response, the federal emergency response to Hurricane Katrina, and has since refashioned himself as a conservative political talk show host here in Colorado. And his asshole move was during Hurricane Sandy, um, when all the issues were going on there on the East Coast, he criticized the Obama administration for having their for having FEMA respond too well. <laughs> that, that this was uh, on his radio show. This is what he criticized the Obama administration for, saying that this was a kind of political ploy by the Obama administration by being too good at helping people uh, with the resources of the federal government. So that. That definitely deserves an asshole de- designation. And lastly, the uh, Colorado State Republicans in the House earlier this year when they blocked 
a bill uh, for civil unions in Colorado from ever reaching a vote. Um, this, what makes this such an asshole move is it wasn't just the House Republicans going forth and saying we're just going to vote against this. Uh, Frank McNulty, who was then the um, who was then the uh, House uh, leader there, sent the bill to a kill committee, pretty much, so that it prevents anyone from ever voting on it. This was after Hickenlooper had called a special session saying that we need to address this, the, the uh, legislature needs to actually take a vote on this, and McNulty and the Republicans did everything they could to prevent that happening. But um, for that, they deserve the asshole designation, but I will say, as I said um, in the last podcast, or in the recent podcast, that this year they will not have that power because they are not running the... Um, the House or the Senate in yes. Colorado. Sweet, so, sweet revenge. Their asshole has been closed down for business. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. We're going to take a little break, but uh, when we return, uh, we'll get back to our our finalists. But we're gonna we're just gonna nail it out. We're Jared's giving me the funny look. He's like, "What's going on? We're, we're gonna nail these assholes." <laughs> 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 yeah, we're, we're moving fast today, folks. We're going to get through this podcast quickly because it's, it's uncomfortable for me. Everything, <laughs> it's making me feel all squidgy. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back. It smells like country, sweaty and oh so sweet. With tunes and blues and vagabonds, he'll drag it to your knees. The devil feels like trying, trying oh so hard. Keeping deeds with them without showing any scars. Stole my conscience for ransom, it is hell. A bleeding scream, like half asleep, and it isn't living hell. The devil lives within me, damned will never leave. Damned if I won't let it out. Occasionally. All right, welcome back to the Denver Diatribe. Uh, that was Fierce Bad Rabbit. Uh, they are going to be uh, having a CD release party at the. Oriental Theater? I Orient I think it's Oriental Theater. Oriental Theater on January 11th. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and I, I think we're going to actually have them on the show as a guest next week. It's Chris, Chris from Fierce Bad Rabbit. Very they're, exciting. they're really great. Good good times. Yeah. And, and whenever I think of assholes, I think of a fierce bad rabbit. <laughs> I don't know why I did that to you guys. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. It's comfortable. Can I just say I really am feeling a little uncomfortable about this podcast. I've been on vacation for the last two weeks. And I, you know, just relaxing and sleeping and not just being on edge and just going all the time. I, I, I came into this and I was like, I don't want to make anybody asshole of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, need to, you need to recultivate your bitterness and <laughs> anger that, <laughs> that all of us bring to this podcast every single week. I, I really do. You know, and well, what it really made me think of is that we probably at some point should do, because there were a lot of heroes this year too. And it, it, it is, it does feel a little awkward. There is a lot of asshole behavior in 2012 well it was an election year i was pretty ready to be rid of 2012 i can't say i'm gonna miss 2012 but uh on the same token there was lots of great things that happened there were lots of very kind people that did wonderful things and i I feel like some point maybe maybe we should consider doing some sort of uh an award for them as well the the standouts that what would that the the vagina of the year i would (laughs) i don't know what you (laughs) what would you call it what would be the most wonderful uh award if you were choosing an anatomical body part well we can't do oh a body part well i mean if we're doing i mean i guess asshole doesn't necessarily mean specifically mean body part what the golden nipple the golden nipple award there we go the golden nipple life All right, In good. <laughs> so yeah, um, folks, if you if you have any uh, nominees for the Golden Nipple Award, <laughs> as it has just been dubbed, uh, please send us an email at info at denverdiatribe.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook. Let's get down to the finalists, shall we? Let's let's do this. We've got this list. We we put this list out on our website and we asked folks to vote. We did a poll. The polling was pretty interesting this year. Um, last year. For those who don't recall, uh, we had an individual, uh, an artist here in town, who sort of took over the, our, our web poll. He wrote himself in, and then he had just dozens of people, just oh, dozens of people writing in. He's like a graphic designer in town. He's a graphic designer in town. Had him, they, had, they, had him, uh, they helped him out 
And so he mm-hmm. became our listener's choice. By a landslide, he was, he was asshole of the year. When actually I don't think he is an asshole at all, <laughs> even in the slightest. So that was kind of fun. But this year there was some, actually some real consideration going on. Uh, we'll talk about the results of those, that poll uh, a little later on. But first we want to go through these nominees uh, Vanessa, you want to start us out with the first sure. finalist? Our first finalist is Mike Bone, who is the athletic director for uh, the University of Colorado uh, Boulder, who recently fired uh, John Embry, the latest of three CU football coaches that he has fired in his tenure. Um, obviously, that was a pretty controversial move. I think people would have been upset, however, either way, considering it was uh, it was controversial because the the coach was African American. Right. It was controversial because the coach was brand new. <clears throat> it was controversial because the coach probably should have never been hired in the first place because he had zero experience for coaching, being the head coach of a Pac-12 football team. Right. Uh, at the same time, and, and I think probably the biggest the biggest issue here for me, at least in in the asshole consideration, is because people make mistakes in hiring all the time. We don't nominate them for asshole, but that this is the third, and this is there were also these accusations from some very prominent people, uh, including former coaches, uh, that there was some uh, race based motive here, and that is um, that's that's really where the big the big asshole distinction I think for Bone comes from. For me, the asshole distinction comes in that Mike Bone has done this again and again, and he has he has zero awareness that this actually might be a problem with him and his decision-making skills as an athletic director, that he might be the problem. And he's so protected by the CU establishment. And he's so well protected by the CU establishment. He has this little team of lackeys that go around and, tell, and pat him on the back and say, it's okay, it's okay, you know, you're fine. It's just been a bad year. It's just been a bad couple of seasons. It'll be fine. But no, it's not. I, I do really think it's it's him, and he, he needs to become aware of that. He needs to become aware of his... He needs to embrace his, his asshole. He needs to, yes, he needs to find his inner sphincter. Sphincter and, up, and, buddy. And become sphincter aware up, of it. Bone. Sphincter up, bone. Bone. Bone is also a great <laughs> name for this. All right. Uh, Tom Davis, uh, who I've, I've named the wild horse slaughterer. Um, uh, Tom Davis is this gentleman who there was, a, there was a ProPublica investigation into the wild horse sales here in Colorado. On BLM uh, public lands here in Colorado, we have a bit of a wild horse problem. Uh, the populations are excessively large. And... Uh, to deal with this, the, the state has gone to selling these wild horses as, for as little as 10 or $15 per horse. And this gentleman has been— But you're supposed to sell them to um, places like uh, you know, wild horse sanctuaries or sanctuaries. ranches where these horses right. will be able to live out their, their lives but in captivity. As, as feral— Horses, yes. Uh, but but instead, uh, this gentleman, Tom Davis, has been buying them up by the thousands. Uh, every year he's buying them up. And in this investigation, it came out that he is most likely selling them for slaughter uh, as horse meat and that he is very pro-horse meat. So the, the way he talked about horse meat in this interview, the things that he was willing to say to ProPublica was just appalling. Uh, to the point to where I, I had no no doubt this this guy, he's he's kind of an asshole with what he's doing. It's it's not just that he loves horse meat. Fine, that's a that's a moral choice on his part. Whatever, um, but the fact that he's doing he's taking advantage of this system that's intended for something totally different. Well, and there's and there's clearly issues with the system. I mean, it's it's an it's an easy system to get through and and to purchase and and to do things as you would because it's severely underfunded. It's really hard to track. There's a there's a lot of problems with the with the horse with the wild horse program right and, and they they just want to be able to check a box yeah. saying and, and so there's the there's some capitulation with the blm and the department of interior with turning a blind eye and maybe even um behind the scenes encouraging this type of activity uh but this guy tom davis i think what's so shocking about him is the brazenness of the way in which he's purchasing all these horses and selling them, um, you know, in not the slightest bit of shame, not the slightest bit of shame and in, you know, out in the open practically. And it's amazing that it's taken this long as someone call him out on it. Yeah. And now his ass is hanging in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. This asshole of the year, you may recognize because (laughs) he was our last year's 2012 asshole of the year. Scott Gessler. Gaper. 
Secretary of State of Colorado. He's um, a Republican lawyer and attorney who uh, was elected and has since pretty much taken a lot of criticism and, and, and caused near constant controversy for the partisan ways in which he's been using that office. What makes him um, continue his asshole deeds this year um, of course, it was an election year, and one of the big things that he did as Secretary of State was to uh, basically sue local officials, um, local election yes. officials, to prevent them from mailing ballots to what he dubbed inactive voters. He was claiming that Colorado um, had, a, had a large inactive voter population and that he needed to weed them out, and so he was sending um, uh, letters and other things to um, a number of different individuals, and, and it, when it came out uh, who he was going after, he was uh, pretty much trying to find a solution to a problem that didn't exist as far as inactive voters. And then another thing that he's gotten mired in controversy about is uh, he's been accused of using state funds for a personal trip to a uh, lawyer convention, a Republican GOP lawyers convention. Um, I think it was in Atlanta. And he basically billed the state for this trip uh, out there, which was yes. basically to meet with a bunch of other um, conservative lawyers and strategists and then, um, you know, build the taxpayers for it. It was only about $1,500, um, but, uh, you know, some of the liberal watchdog groups like um, Colorado Ethics Watch have, uh, you know, requested that they open an investigation into this practice. And uh, uh, Denver District Attorney Mitch Morrissey, apparently is still undertaking an investigation to see whether or not Gessler broke any laws. But um, it's just more evidence and uh, more behavior from Scott Gessler that shows that he basically doesn't give a shit, which is why they call him Colorado's Honey Badger, because Honey Badger don't give a shit. Honey Badger don't give a shit. Well, and he, you know, he, the things that he's done in response, he's asked for extensions, he's asked for um, can you, let's just drop these charges. Like, it really being, you know, so, uh, again, brazen in the way that he's responded to it by basically just shoving people aside and saying, oh, this, we sh this shouldn't matter. You know, that's what he's saying when he says we pleads, like, let's drop this investigation. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think what's so amazing, more, more so than anyone on our list, Scott Gessler is like the classic definition of the asshole. He will go and do things the way he wants to do things. He doesn't care who it pisses off. He doesn't care how it looks. And when you call him out on it, he's going to give you the middle finger and in a very public way to all of these people. And it's, I mean, in some respects, you got to say, well, you got to maybe give the guy a little bit of uh, respect for just how much of an asshole he's willing to be. But where it crosses the line for me is, is how, what this does to the, uh, does does to the Secretary of State's office when you're in a position where you're supposed to be dealing with public elections. You, ha for us to all have faith in our system um, of elections and, and democracy, whatever uh, whatever respect is left for that institution, you have to have someone who's running it who appears to be at least nonpartisan. <laughs> and Scott Gessler has really taken that office and um, I think changed it in a lot of ways. And and even when he's out of office. The question is, is ha what has his behavior, will it have kind of d done irreputable, irreputable damage to the Secretary of State's office? Well, and I, th I think there's, another, there's two things here. It's not just Gessler who deserves a nomination because it, there was also uh, John Southers, who is the uh, attorney, attorney general of the state. They both uh, – they, they acted together in, in initially suing for – uh, those inactive voter oh. registration. So, so that was something that they did together. So a dual nomination, an A to A. Uh, almost, although Southers, yeah. you know, he's kind of sitting in the background. But I agree with Jared. This should be this is this is one office that really the, the partisanship really doesn't. It should not be there. And he's so so crazily like he's he's just made it such a partisan thing. Not only that, but. The thing that dis is kind of disappointing is that he's following the lead of – this isn't original, really. It, this is something that's happening all across the country. All of the, the secretaries of states, not all of them, but the Republicans, they're, they're doing this in every state. In every state, they're trying different methods of disenfranchising voters. Mm -hmm. And they're coming together in these kinds of meetings, such as the one that Gessler went to in uh, Atlanta that, was, that he used state taxpayer funds to pay for, to plot these things. So it, it's a concerted effort by a larger group of people, 
and he's representing this larger group of people. In that sense, I think it's very unoriginal of him because it's not, you know, it, it's like it takes the smart out of it. It's like you're following a leader somewhere. And, and how much leadership he has in this, I'm not sure. He looks like a leader from our perspective because he's our Secretary of State. But when you put him in with the group of all of these other Secretaries of State, is he really? I don't yeah. know. I'd yeah. love to see, you know, what kind of role he plays in those organizations. It's very interesting. I just don't like his haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, mo- moving on, uh, Vanessa, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Mr. Corey Donahue? Oh, Corey Donahue. He's he's also a he, he was a finalist last year as well. Right. He and was a finalist as last last year as well. What he's nominated for this year, he actually mm. did last year, um, but it didn't come. I don't think it broke the news until 2012. It so. was right at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. It was it was before we even did the story. So uh, this year he is nominated for uh, what for nut tapping. A the nut tap. The, nu- the, nut, the nut tap. Cup. First, can you remind us who Corey Donahue is? Corey Donahue is a local activist, most recently uh, affiliated with um, Occupy Denver. Denver. But he's been around and part of um, uh, many activist organizations for for quite a while. Actually, last year, I think you know more about him than I do, Jared. What's his background before before Occupy? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, he's he's he's, he's been in, he's an activist, but he's more involved, I think, with like the fringe protest activist movement he's perennial protester um you know very left wing but one of these folks that will always be out there with the bullhorn at the drop of the hat um so i don't think it's fair to to put him in the same camp as like you know colorado progressive coalition or even occupy i mean this was the thing that made him such an asshole is that even among the hardcore lefties lefty they had to purge him out of it because he was causing so much disarray uh, and in classic asshole form, every single thing that he got involved with, he had to make it about himself. Right. And he had to, you know, pretty much create um, drama and chaos. Which was entirely contrary to the entire Occupy movement, right. that one individual would stand out. That was, that was contrary to what they wanted to do. Him being a major name that people associated with it was a problem. They didn't want any individuals to be rising to the top as leaders. But so he's the activist opportunist. He is he is an the opportunist. Ultimate. Yes. We'll just latch on to whatever issue he can take that has that that's got some Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of got the spotlight on it so that he can take some, He's he kind of like Richard Healy, the balloon boy's father, oh, where yes. he he just wants that he wants to be in the And spotlight. too bad Richard Healy doesn't live in Colorado anymore cuz he would have been on our Oh, oh for golly, sure. without a doubt. And it's a wait, but so what was the latest thing that happened with Corey Donahue so this year? So the latest thing that happened was that he was accused by a local uh, reporter, broadcast reporter, for yeah, television reporter. grabbing his um, grabbing his balls. Grabbing and he, his what he called a, a nut. He said, "I, I nut tap. I just tapped him. I nut tapped him." It was just uh, it was just kind of a joke, man. So he assaulted. But it was a little bit more. He assaulted him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it was it was significant enough that he was convicted of sexual assault, and he's now a registered sex offender. And uh, yeah, but he he has he's no less quiet. As as far as I can tell, he's still very eager to be noisy, uh, which is something we talked about in in the biggest stupidest story episode. Is that maybe he's the benefit of him being convicted is that maybe he'll settle down. But uh, when I was researching uh, for this podcast, it sounds like no, Corey Donahue's still up to his antics. Uh, it seems that he always will be the dirty needle dentist. Isn't that a catchy title? <laughs> Steven Stein, uh, from between 1999 and 2011, so we're talking about 12 years, Stein exposed thousands of patients to hepatitis or HIV by uh, injecting their IVs with uh, used needles. I don't Uh. know. It's not, you know, a needle costs about 30 cents, so it's not a cost thing. He wasn't (laughs) trying to pinch pennies. He's he's an oral surgeon. I'm pretty sure he's not struggling for money. And I don't know what sort of Here's here's the question. Nazi experiment. Is it is this is he a sociopath? Is he an idiot? Is he an asshole? I don't I mean, and is there a distinction? Like can you be is a sociopath an asshole? I mean, is 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 it a psychological problem? Is he just a jerk? What I mean, what the hell? What we don't know about this guy yeah. is what his motivations were behind the situation. But god damn, what an asshole move. Yeah, and, and some people got sick, right? Like people yes, contracted. Uh, yes. He's, th- well, the reason why this all came out is that years later, some of his former patients were coming out and saying, I have hepatitis. I have hep C. I have HIV. 
And uh, he's, he was also put under investigation for prescription fraud, and he, he eventually stopped practicing. Um, they, they had to notify 8,000 of Stein's patients, <laughs> the, the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. And uh, since his records only go back to 2005, there's no way to contact the people that he treated before then because uh, you're not required to keep records that are older than seven years. That's a long time to be using reusing dirty needles. Ah, uh, yeah, it's really disgusting. But and, and the prescription fraud, was that, is it possible that that was him, him abusing the prescriptions? So maybe he don't was, know. like, um, totally drugged well, out. Well, this, this sounds similar to the, I can't remember her name right now, but it was about two years ago where she was the nurse's aide and that people contracted diseases from her because what she was doing was when – she was addicted to painkillers, and when she would go in and before people would go into surgery, she'd, in the other room, inject herself with a, you know, little squirt of the, um, you know, whatever medication it was, and then they would go and use it. But she was passing along, um, you know, hepatitis, I think, to a huge number of patients. So I wonder if this was a similar thing there. It was probably this guy um, – wasn't sitting there and being, uh, you know, a psychopath and wanting to get people infected, but there may have been a, you know, a whole bundle of other problems that he was uh, dealing with in terms of addiction or other things that would allow you to allow that. Ah, <laughs> allow the so, you're, to get so your theory that's is that's that's a very interesting theory. So you find you this guy is a is a pill junkie and is just being completely sloppy with with everything yeah. he's doing. Well, you would have to think. Because unless you're using the same needle all the time, it would have to be something like that situation, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to be, or somebody else in his office, he would be injecting first and then putting into, because if not, it would be like, you, so you're using the same, like, who are you getting the hepatitis from and who are you giving it to? You yeah. know well, I, mean, I mean, you imagine like, what he's, what it sounds like was going on. You, you imagine the, the typical IV bag. You got the bag, you got the tube, you got yeah. the needle. He was pulling it out of one person, flushing out the bag, and re, uh, swapping yeah. out the bag and putting the needle in somebody else. I mean, but yeah, you know, you got to give you got to give him a little bit of uh, leadway because odds are very good he's not the one putting the needle in the arm uh, of the patient. It's well, highly unlikely. Anesthesiologist usually. You right? usually have an anesthesiologist, or you have some sort of uh, tech that is doing that job for him. The, but. Still, the responsibility falls on him, ultimately. He would be the one saying, hey, why haven't we ordered any new needles this month or yeah. this year? Yeah. yeah. So do we know or if, in the last 10 years. Do we know if Steven Stein was arrested? Or last I heard that he had sort of skipped out of Colorado and, they, and people La- wanted to file lawsuits, but they couldn't locate him. I, you know, I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. That, that adds to the assholishness, too. Mm. I'm not sure. We'll have to. Okay. I'm sure we'll do a follow-up on Maybe Steven Maybe an award will bring him back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him back. We have a butt plug for you. We have a butt plug award for you. Yeah, it's it's come the, to the ceremony. The little Denver Diatribe <laughs> logo on a butt we'll plug. Have the police waiting. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jared, you got more for us? Well, we got, speaking we got, speaking of addiction, and moving quickly through this one because I'm sure a lot of people heard about this, the Clifford Still Museum, the new Clifford Still Museum. This is um, what was built for the kind of abstract expressionist artist yes. behind the Denver Art Museum. Huge, expensive paintings, one of them worth $30 million, that Carmen Tisch, um, I don't really know what she does, but she made the news because she punched and scratched one of these $30 million paintings and then fell against it and urinated against a um, one of these $30 million paintings, doing damage um, to the Clifford Still painting and uh, was arrested and kind of made national news. Her mugshot floated around. And um, great mugshot, by the way. Great mugshot. She's shot. got like a, a like a, a huge diamond right right at the bottom of her neck. She's got lots of tattoos. And Hot. so she was convicted of um, destruction of property. Um, turns out that she um, actually likes art. That's why she was at the Clifford Still Museum. She's a, a tattoo artist. Um, and her mom said that she had always been very interested in art, but had struggled with alcoholism. And then later on, after she was released, she revealed that the reason why she was so messed up was because she did bath salts. Bath salts! 
Asshole it nomination. All comes <laughs> it all in comes in a circle. Back. Bath salts. Back to bath the salts. story of 2012. I, I think bath salts should be the asshole of 2012. I agree. That's the that's the hidden story behind everything. Uh, so she yeah. So she said that right before she went to the museum, she met someone there uh, in in downtown somewhere, got some bath salts, um, bathed, and went into the Clifford Still Museum. Bathed. <laughs> Bathed. Isn't that what isn't that what happens? You just take a bath. We bathe in it. We bathe. I think it? that's a good. Uh, that's what they should call yeah. it. You, hey, hey, did you bathe you today? You guys want to go bathing later? Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We we have just made a verb. Yeah. <laughs> so Carmen Tish, I don't know if she deserves the the highest honors, but at least she she has been notable for um, damaging art. She at least deserves de- the true bath salt story of the year award because the zombie bath salts turned out not to be bath salts, remember? So yeah, it's it like this is the real national That's, bath This salt is what story. really happened. Yeah. You yeah. just piss on yourself and <laughs> attack paintings. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so our next uh, nominee is Kirsten Hamling, finalist, sorry, Kirsten Hamling. Um, this is the woman who went out and sold firefighter calendars um, uh, under the auspices of, of giving the donations to the Children's Hospital burn unit, and when, in fact, uh, she kept the money for herself, using it on personal spending, such as travel, uh, salon, visits. salon visits. She paid for her own children's private school tuition. Uh, and are these, like, the sexy fireman calendars? Like, oh, yeah. it's, like, well, shirtless? Yeah. Is there any other kind? <laughs> <laughs> the fireman not. can be fully clothed, and it's still a sexy fireman calendar, right? <clears throat> I mean, that's really what... That's, that's how well, the fireman calendar... That. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's really when you say fireman, it's just the idea. The idea, you know, yeah. fireman. Fireman. They must yeah. feel so exploited. Not only did they disrobe and and bear themselves for this supposedly good cause, but then to find out that it was for naught. Yeah. Flex their hose dragon muscle for nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Kirsten Hamling, although not nearly as notable as say Scott Gessler really really she gets me like the what she did is just fierce and it this isn't something that just happened one year like uh, one of our earlier nominees i talked about the woman who created a fake leukemia child for attention she did a little charity for this kid that was a one-time instance this woman kirsten hamling has been doing this for years yep this has been going on for a long time and you think about and the earlier woman, it seemed like she was doing it for just a bizarre need for attention. Kirsten Hamling was doing it for a clear uh, profit clear, motive. Clear profit motive. Now, the, the question I do have, though, you know, you think about charities and the way they operate. Do you think this is just an accounting faux pas on her part? On her part, she should have just been giving herself a salary, but instead she was just pulling money straight from it, and then it got called into question? Because if she gave herself a huge salary as the, the charity organizer— Nobody's going to bat an eye at that, what, what she spends that money on. But because she was pulling it directly from the funds, uh, is that the reason why she's become an asshole? That she's just bad at moving her money into the right column? Or is this really just a bad thing? Is this a statement on the larger problem of charities in general? As you look at, you look at some of the charities that go on, you know the people that are running the charities are, of course, they're paying their bills. They're paying their kids' tuition with the money they make off that charity. That's that's why they're doing it. They're doing it as a job. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Or is there? Well, I think you you're supposed to have to distinguish that. I mean, it's when it goes on for years, somebody has to be calling it out. Like you're you you know you're ta- somebody's do- looking at these taxes has to be right as a five hundred one c three nonprofit. You should have yeah. right. some sort of board of trustees so, that's overseeing. And so a simple your, audit um, right. by the IRS or by the state would reveal. Right. That, you know, she hasn't been, you know, the, the numbers just don't add up. You can't do that for that long. Can I, can I note something, though, is the difference between men and women assholes? It was really hard for me to even think of, like, to find women to be on this asshole list. Right. I mean, I think generally I char- you can I just say that. I charged you, Jared, with the can you get this list together. It, yeah, and it was, it was really difficult. And, I, you know, the, the broad conclusion is that men are more likely to be, you know, big assholes than women. You know, to, I, to I can sort of say privilege. that, that, that <laughs> just by looking at this. But the differences in, in the types of crimes or the types of assholeness things that women will do versus men, you see a lot among women. You see embezzlement cases yes. like this where they're, um, you know, taking money sort of behind the scenes from either their employer or in this case kind of 
concocting this entire sad story about a kid only to use it for things like, um, you know, trips to the hair salon, or you see the women who are like the, you know, the teachers, high school teachers who had sex with their students. Right. Those are the only, those are the only asshole things that women do Uh, as as a broad (laughs) thing. I I disagree. I think those are the things that women get caught for. I think I, cause I thought about this cause I was looking for more female assholes as well. We want, we want, we want to represent both genders. And I think as a woman, uh, I, I think we have, we certainly have uh, the potential and we have the capacity to be just as big assholes. The thing is, is that we target a lot differently. Hmm. I think women hmm. uh, tend to focus more, and you, like you said, embezzlement, it's, it's a very singularly focused thing. It's not women who have been given, uh, who have been empowered necessarily. It's women who don't have power that tend to be the assholes, where men who have power are assholes. It's, a, it's, got, it's kind of this weird power fluctuation. Interesting. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe, but I mean, if you look at the, um, you know, we have a lot of female politicians uh, yeah. out right. there, but sure. you don't see them as often, you right. know, as as a as a general rule, being the ones that rise up into the heart of these controversies, or you know, right. are That's in the I'm middle saying. of some firestorm. The ones who have power are are generally not. I think it's it's it, the the women a woman's assholishness comes from. Not having power, so they're so just the, more. So women, women are just more underhanded, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> vengeful, can secret, be, yeah, secret. can be, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are probably lots of women assholes out there. They just haven't been caught. Oh, I see. So they haven't made the news, which is why we're not talking about it. But speaking <laughs> of the 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 asshole who who has received a ton of news this year, uh, enough so that even us putting him on as a finalist became sort of a controversial thing for us. Uh, where people were sending tweets to us saying, you know, this person shouldn't be nominated for anything, shouldn't be acknowledged at all. I agree. Uh, is is James Holmes, uh, the the Aurora Theater shooter? Um, we, without a doubt, we could we had to put him on as a finalist because we had enough people sending messages nominating him, saying this there is no other asshole of the year. They they were saying it's it's a closed case. There's nobody else that even comes close. Uh, to the point to where they were like, well, I think it's pretty clear who asshole of the year is. Dr. Pete, uh, M- Peter McGraw, uh, our, our co-host's uh, co-author at the Humor Code, he, he sent a tweet saying, it's pretty clear who asshole of the year is. And I'm like, no, I don't. Who? He's like, okay, you're going to make me say it, the Aurora Shooter. And other people sending private emails saying it should be James Holmes, this sort of and thing. So, and so maybe we can just list James Holmes' crimes or what would make him the asshole and then you know debate whether or not he so, should be considered so on the list. james james holmes uh a young individual who was finishing up uh his uh doctorate uh, his uh, master's program of psychology so he's getting booted from cu he went into a theater this summer and uh shot up uh he's Wounded over seventy-five people and killed. Uh, 20, I, yeah, is something it twenty-three. Like 20 people, something twenty-three like that. now. I uh, killed several people in a in sort of a rampage massacre. Rampage that massacre. We've become style. so used to now, and it was the first time this had happened inside of an actual theater, a movie theater, where people are seeing things, people being sort of trapped in that area, which was so shocking. And then on top of that. Um, clearly, he'd been planning this for a long time long and time. even booby-trapped his apartment. And it took um, police and firefighters a long time to just even dis- send in robots to dismantle what he had set up. He was trying to kill as many people as possible. He he created major chaos. He shut down a theater that has just reopened. Uh, he shut it down for several months. Uh, so he he cost the mall major funds in terms of money. He cost several lives. He's created this major, you know, this huge damage to the Colorado psyche and uh he's he's made Colorado once again become the the central focus point on this issue of gun violence uh where we're now we're the epicenter I mean we were for a long time with Columbine then it sort of shifted away and Virginia Tech sort of shifted the focus away from us to where we were sort of one of many but then it happened again and and so now we're back in the spotlight Yet again, as and he song. dyed his hair orange. <laughs> and what an god awful abuse of the color orange! My favorite color. He completely ruined it for me uh, by dyeing his hair the way he did, and also just the bizarre smirks and weird photos that he's done since then. 
Um, so, so yeah, the James Holmes. I, I don't, I don't really feel like I want to talk more about him. I don't either. And I agree with the people I'm, I'm on the side of, especially after Newtown, we talked about this, uh, the episode that we had, we talked about, uh, my, my apocalypse. I really, I'm, I'm on the side of, uh, not using the names of the shooters. Mm-hmm. I've come to this point that it is, uh, I think, you know, we're in, in a lot of ways glorifying this is what people do this for. They want to go down in history, and and we're here we are talking about them again. Yeah. You know? So should we move into the debate on the it's decision? Time, it's and, time and to make d- a decision. Do, yeah. Let's let's look at – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up right now on my phone. I'm going to pull up the winner uh, from oh. our the listener's choice. I, I haven't checked this since yesterday. Whenever I put out, I put out a tweet saying it was the last. Holy shit! Well, well, well. What's that? Holly, Holly. Okay, so uh, for the entire for the last uh, week uh, while we've had this poll up, uh, James Holmes has been the clear leader. He he's been ahead for quite a while. Stephen Stein, the dirty needle dentist, was a contender. There have been several write ins, but they've all been just different names. Uh, Scott Gessler has been a contender, but as of right now, Scott Gessler is the listener's choice with 23.68% of the votes. Uh, number two, James Holmes, number three, Stephen Stein, the dirty needle dentist, Carmen Tisch, the painting puncher pisser, no votes at all. Uh, and Corey Donahue, only, only, uh, like 2% of the vote, Mike Bone, only 2% of the vote. So... So the so listener's Scott choice, Gessler. ladies and gentlemen, is Scott Gessler once again, uh, not uh, is asshole of the year. Um, but now, now for us, let's let's make our, make our decision. You, let's go around, state your case. Vanessa, what say you? Um, I'm going to break away from the finalist list and uh, go with the, even though they they are they have been elected out the state Republicans for obstructing uh, the vote on civil unions. I really believe that was a, a horrible, but horrible not just thing not just civil civil unions. And I, well, a lot of other things went down in the things, process, water. but that, it was clear that that's what they were yeah. attacking. And not only did they do it in a way that was not of the people, the people were not asking them. At least not in in the case of every single one of these elected officials, were not asking them to do this. And yeah, and and took down other things in the meantime. So sacrificed other you know, major issues just to make a point about just, just to keep a certain group of people down. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it, um, and I, I agree with you that it was a huge asshole move, but it was clearly just the last, last desperate gasp of people who knew that they were on the wrong side of an issue and that they were losing out on it. And I think that their blocking of it and and the way in which they did it, they actually lost a lot of support. I think they lost way more than they gained. Um, No one felt clean about that, the way it played out, even Frank McNulty or anyone else. They just decided that this was the only way. They couldn't let it come up for a vote because they know that the public um, sentiment has turned. They know that it's going to be coming soon. So this was a asshole move of desperation and that in the long run they you know they really lost out because um you know they they you know lost leadership there in the in the house and the senate so uh, i don't think i don't think that the law i think it was an asshole move but i'm saying i don't think the impact the the impact actually hurt them more than um more than they gained self-inflicted asshole wound gotcha yeah Yeah. okay how about you jared what's your vote um you know i think that scott gessler Clearly, he's uh, deserving. He's so deserving <laughs> of it, but the fact that we nominated him last year, it's almost um, it's as almost as a too, true as a good journalist. You can't give the same award. To the I know same. it's it's like we. <laughs> Although he will we... continue to be an asshole, and he will continue doing asshole things. Um, so it's. But I, I feel that... like we need to bestow the award on somebody else. But doesn't that okay. make the impact? Then that, that's your argument is impact. Doesn't that make his impact even greater? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that he, you know, by and large, I think he has had a great deal of, of general impact. Um, but 
again, I just don't want to give him the award. I yeah. guess that's what, right. it, that's, right. that's what it comes <laughs> down to. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to go for Tom Davis, the wild horse slaughterer. Mm. I'm going to um, give that to him because I think it brings up an issue that, you know, the dealing with these wild horses uh, and – you know, the fight over kind of public land and what to do about them. It, it really brings that to a head. So in kind of the same way that the, the Nobel, uh, Nobel committee will give <laughs> right. awards to people like they gave Obama, uh, the Nobel peace prize before he had ever actually done anything as a way to encourage him to do things. I'm, I want to give, um, this award to Tom Davis as a way to bring attention to this particular issue and also show, you know, the ways that individuals can find massive loopholes um, to profit from sort of government inefficiency and ignorance. And not, and not just like that he's sort of making money off this. These aren't widgets. These are horses that are being sold to Mexico or sold to other places. Um, and we can debate whether, I mean, I don't really know what to do about the horses or about horse meat in general, Sterilized. but I think that, um, I think that by giving the award, we, we really give, um, it's, he's off the beaten path of our normal assholes. I, I, I think that was a very good argument, and I can get behind that. And so, Ron, now, now well, you've got to uh, convince me of yours. Okay, my, my, per, <laughs> my, personal, my personal vote, because for me, it's, a, it's the level of asshole impact. Okay. How hard the asshole impacts uh, other people. And even Scott, Scott Gessler, the, the assholeish things that Scott Gessler did this year were intended to impact thousands of people. Uh, but they ended up impacting very few. You know, he wanted to do this thing where he was attacking illegal immigrants, and he was like, these illegal immigrants are registered to vote. We're going to take them out, these thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants that are voting. And it turned out to be like 150 people. So his impact was pretty small. Kirsten Hamling, way up there on my list, uh, that she's a, because of the scam artist she did. But how many calendars did she really sell? I'm, I'm guessing it's pretty small. And, and ultimately... She didn't. She didn't hurt those burn uh, the the children burn victims uh, by not giving them money. She just didn't help them. So for me, my personal would be uh, Stephen Stein, the dirty needle dentist, because it just the sheer number of people that he could have hurt with his behavior uh, was massive, and the the longevity of it for years and years and years. But for the sake of uh, being the tiebreaker, um, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try to decide between the Republicans and and Tom Davis. Well, okay. Oh, should should I do that or should we? Should no, we I, well, I was already. I had already given up mine. I was in uh, favor of Jared's. Okay, yeah, yep. that, that's, so that's, we, have, I was, we have the double on Tom Davis. <laughs> you know, I really like Tom Davis. I'm I'm gonna. You're, I like. You like I think that's good. I also like the idea of sending some crazy rancher uh, a butt plug award. Oh, okay. Because I don't think he would know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of horse accessory, perhaps. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I think because, again, they're in sheer numbers. He's, he's affecting thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of horses. And, and, again, he's doing this thing that is, is just vile uh, in terms of the way he's, he's taking advantage of the system. And uh, he's also potentially changing. He might, he's trying to affect morals uh, a, a moral decision here in the United States as far as our attitude towards horse meat. Uh, at a time when I think the entire country is sort of shifting away from meat in general, yeah, yeah. he's trying to push, no, let's add another animal to the list of things yeah. we eat. And, I mean, people can lobby for that type of thing, and people can, you know, push for policy changes. There's lots of channels for them to do that. But that's not really why we're naming him the asshole. It's because, you know, he wants to have those policy changes, but then he turns around and um, finds these loopholes and, Right. And does it anyway. He's not. He's not doing it in a way that is uh, that's actually effective or through the system. He's he's bucking the system. Right. Yeah. In order to to do it. Also, prob arguably the most assholeish quote of the entire year came from Tom Davis, where he's talking about his. There's never been a finer cut of meat than a horse. The, the way the way that he line. Go back, horses. find the ProPublica article. We'll link to it in the in, in our website. Uh, find that article and read his quote. It, it makes okay. you like, this guy is an asshole. Right, and this is the thing for me. I, I'm not even, the, the moral issue here is not one that I, I really am, that's not, that's not why I'm going for, for Davis is that, you know, I, I, I just don't want to get into that. There's, there's, you know, other cultures that 
clearly don't have this issue right. with horse meat. But it he's representing the way that he, like you said, the way that he's talking about it, the way that he's going about, um, uh, you know, giving giving the bird to uh, the system and, and taking advantage of the loopholes. But also that he's giving ranchers a bad name. Ranchers don't yeah. want to eat their fucking horses. Right. They love their horses. Agreed. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. So I, I think it's just, yeah, he's he's ugly. So there it is. Okay. Listener's choice. Bam, bam, bam. Listener's choice. Scott Gessler and, uh, and Denver Diatribe choice. Tom Davis, the wild horse slaughterer. All right. Let's, we, got, we, have very, we have very little time left, but let's very quickly, if you've got to love and hate, let's shout it out. Jared, I'm going to start with you. You've got to love and hate for okay, us. Okay. I'm going to hate on the, what you referenced earlier, Ron, the decision by the Cinemark, which owns a theater where um, – Earlier this year that James Holmes shot up and killed so many people there in Aurora, Cinemark uh, raised heckles from the families of victims because they want to host a remembrance ceremony, but that is also in celebration of them reopening their theater um, victims' families say this is insensitive, that they didn't consult the victims' family earlier on. Um, and I have to agree with that. Just them holding some sort of honoring ceremony that also coincides with them reopening the theater is just gross. And it's just politically and PR tone deaf to how people receive this. And the more I thought about it, it's it's also the fact that this is a movie theater, right? This is an anonymous strip mall theater owned by a major corporation not based here in Colorado. It's not like this is the Mayan theater or that it's a school or it's a, it's a location where people actually in the community have some physical connection to it. They like seeing movies, but they don't really don't care, care one way or the other. They could have bulldozed that theater and people wouldn't have batted an eye. They, they would have found somewhere else to go to movie theaters. So I think that that was their Cinemark's main mistake in thinking that you can take this tragedy and hold one of these remembrance ceremonies and that people wouldn't think it was a little bit odd. So it's just a little crude hate on Cinemark. Okay. Good Vanessa. Um, I'm going to live on something that's not current at all, but I, I recently uh, opened a, a box of books that I had purchased that I haven't read that I put in the garage probably when I was moving and started reading um, almost done with it. Uh, Boxing for Cuba, which is written by Bill Vidal, who was the mm. uh, deputy mayor who took over after Hickenlooper left yes. uh, before Hancock was elected. And, you know, you buy these books by politicians and you're like, oh, God, what? You know, I, I bought it at the time because he had just become he had just stepped in as mayor and thinking this can't be really good. And it is. Uh, the editing is not so good, but the book itself is really interesting. And uh, Because it's about him growing up in Cuba, right? Well, he grew up partially, partly in Cuba, but he was part of the Peter Pan. They called them the Peter Pan kids, the flights that were taken out of Cuba. The children who, of, the, of uh, the refugees, that their parents put them on these planes and sent them over before the parents could actually come with them. And there were a lot of children whose families on this side, meaning in the States, mm. uh, did not actually meet them at the airport to pick them up. So uh, Vidal and his twin brothers were three that this happened to. They then were sent to Colorado, to Pueblo, uh, at the Sacred Heart, uh, an orphanage run by uh, Sacred Heart uh, Catholic Church. And from there, uh, he talks about moving to Denver, his family finally coming here, and I'm not totally finished with the book yet but so far it's it's a really so great story it. i recommend it i'm gonna give it some love cool i'm gonna i'm gonna start out 2013 with some love uh, i'm gonna love on sushi katsu uh in aurora and they have a brand new location that opened up in uh the tech center greenwood village area sushi katsu is all you can eat sushi and i know that sounds dangerous in colorado our landlocked state but it's really good. Uh, I mean, for all-you-can-eat sushi, it, it is better than you would expect. How much is it? It's only $14 for lunch, all-you-can-eat, and $24 for dinner, all-you-can-eat. Uh, but what I really – so the all-you-can-eat part, all part I love because, I've, you know, I've been to places in Nevada and California where they do the all-you-can-eat sushi, and they do it really well. This place also does it well. But I, what I really, really love is that they have a rule that you have to eat – everything you order oh. and if you don't you get charged full price oh yeah so they don't have all the people i'll just order a full plate i, I take uh, 17 uh, california rolls <laughs> and uh, oh god i'm so full i leave that here you take the 12 back you you throw it away yeah so they don't they don't uh encourage excess they don't encourage waste they they make it a rule and i i love that that's Do great they... i think i think other restaurants 
could benefit from that. Type if, of role. if you're looking for a New Year's resolution to lose weight, I think I think the restaurants should capitalize on this. You say if you don't, you should order how much you want, yeah. and if you're going to have leftover, we will charge you extra, or we'll charge you extra for the larger portion, and we'll charge you less for the smaller portion, or something like that. I I didn't think this through. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, <laughs> I think a, that's it's a good coming thing out of my mouth. I'm like, this is stupid. Because, you know, Stop we're, we're right, right here from the clock tower. We're looking down on the cheesecake factory, which is the oh, epitome oh, of people oh. ordering way too much food with their gargantuan plates. And yeah. you know, your doggy bag is like three pounds when you your doggy bag is more eat. than your entree. Yeah, exactly. So you know, for all the amounts of food that people waste, and for how much people overeat and obesity. Ron, I think that you may have solved that. This may be the cause of 2013 <laughs> for us. All Go right. sell some smaller portions, some sushi calendars. All right, charge us. Charge us. Don't eat. Okay, folks. Well, that's all the love and hate we have for this week. If you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at seven two zero two eight two yell. That's seven two zero two eight two nine three five five. Our theme music is by T.J. Miller from his Extended Play EP, and our web hosting is provided by BlueChannel.com. For more information about Denver Diatribe or any of our guests, check out our website, DenverDiatribe.com, or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm, uh, I'm Ron Doyle. On behalf of my co-hosts, Jared, Vanessa, and Joel and Josh, who aren't here, uh, thanks for listening. Haven't you heard the birds afterwards? Denver, high average income, we like big spenders. Affordable housing, good money lenders. Low obesity, no need for suspenders. Check your